Women's Health Melbourne is an innovative, holistic fertility and women's health practice. We are world leaders in IVF and egg freezing and provide our patients with every opportunity to achieve their goals. Our hand-picked expert team provides the ultimate care experience for our patients. Reach us at womenshealthmelbourne.com.au and follow us at Women's Health Melbourne and at Dr Rayleigh Alou. Welcome back to Knocked Up, the podcast about fertility and women's health. It's our first episode back for 2021. And as always, we are your hosts, Geordie Morrison and Dr. Rayleigh Alou, CREI Fertility Specialist. I can't believe it's almost three years since we started Knocked Up. And we don't think we ever told you how it all began. Well, many years ago, three, I said to Rayleigh, lots of my friends are having trouble having babies and we want to understand about fertility where can we go to get good, true information? And we started Knocked Up. So Yeah, and we loved the idea. Geordie and I have been friends for a really long time. We met at Allianz Frances in 1996. Yeah, Geordie had pink hair. And then the following <laughs> year, she did, she did, she no longer does. And then we met... Again, a year, not quite a year later at, what was it? The UN Congress for Young yeah, People. That's it, for young people, idealistic young ones. <laughs> not sure what and I then, was doing there. And then I turned up at your high school the following year. So we met in year 10 then, and then I turned up at your high school in, in year, year 12. 12. And actually I was telling someone about this the other day that we sat next to each other in biology in year 12 and for our cat about genetic splicing or something I did mine on tomatoes and you did yours on the BRCA182 gene yeah interesting and I continued along the same line I didn't deviate did I (laughs) I went into medical genetics you did not and then I went and studied fashion here we are here we are five years later exactly this year what are we doing I'm knocked up well, look, we're going to continue our efforts to demystify, destigmatize, break down complex topics for people who want to understand more about fertility and women's health. And we're so excited. We've got a great lineup of guests coming on this year, guest experts to support us, bringing great information on a range of topics. We'll also be answering listener requests. You can always contact us at podcast at womenshealthmelbourne.com.au. And send us a DM on Instagram at Knocked Up. And of course, we're going to be bringing you the latest topics and breakthrough in fertility medicine and women's health. Being topical, today's episode is on the COVID vaccine and fertility. And it's we're recording this on the eve of COVID vaccine rollout here in Australia. Technically, some vaccines have already been received by the Prime Minister and an 84-year-old called Jane, but Technically, tomorrow is the actual first day. So we're kicking off our new season of Knocked Up, explaining the vaccination advice for those planning a pregnancy, trying to conceive or undergoing assisted fertility treatment. Yes, we are. And I'm lucky to be the newest member of the ANZRAI committee and was involved in writing the ANZRAI statement of advice on COVID vaccination for 
women and men trying to conceive. So we're going to use that as the backbone of this episode and we will put the statement of advice from Anne's Rye in the show notes along with the College of ONG's recommendation on COVID COVID vaccination and also the Australian government's general advice. Before we start on the advice, can you explain to us quickly what is ANSRI and why we're looking to them for the advice? ANSRI is the society, it stands for Australia and New Zealand Society of Reproductive Endocrinologists and Infertility Subspecialists. So doctors who hold the RANSCOG, which is the Royal Australia and New Zealand College of ONG, CREI qualification which is the highest qualification available in fertility medicine for a fertility subspecialist. So this is the society advice of all the subspecialists in reproductive endocrinology and infertility in Australia and New Zealand. Geordie, shall we talk a little bit about the vaccines themselves? Because there's a couple of vaccines being rolled out and that kind of causes a bit of confusion for patients thinking about it because they're all pretty new and... Some of them. There's a lot have, of different technologies. There are and made in different made in different countries, and we don't know for sure which one we're going to get. Yep. Or do well, we? No. Well, probably most Australians are going to get the AstraZeneca vaccine, which is a viral vector vaccine. But basically, that is, I just think this is the most impressive thing that has happened. Just looking at the world, how quickly this vaccine has been developed, and how there have been different problem-solving approaches and different solutions found to this problem when it had to be done. There was another one that was developed here in Australia. The, the only problem was they used a little bit of an HIV protein and caused false positives. It worked, though. It worked against COVID. just means that people who had that vaccine might have had a reading in their blood test that showed that they had HIV when they didn't, which is a bit of a problem. So that one's not being used at all. Don't worry, anyone listening, you won't be getting that issue. But the vaccine that they made that had that problem, it's actually like quite a minor problem in the scale of things and it actually worked against COVID. So we've had, you know, different companies around the world and different scientists really putting their heads together to try and help us see our way out of this pandemic. And really, if you're an Australian and you ever want to go anywhere else apart from here, you know, we need herd immunity and we need everyone to be vaccinated so that we can get back to some kind of vestige of, of normality and so we can protect the vulnerable in our community from COVID. So, look, yeah, the vaccines are different. The AstraZeneca vaccine that most of us are going to get is a viral vector vaccine. And the other vaccine that some of us are going to get is probably the Pfizer uh, vaccine. And the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines use the same kind of technology of an mRNA vaccine. Neither of these technologies contain live virus particles and you can't catch COVID from the vaccine for that reason. So while they are novel in design and because of how quickly the world has come to the table to make these vaccines and they're the first vaccines of their type because there's never been a vaccine against any coronavirus before, of course it's normal to have some kind of concern about you know, being a guinea pig for a new vaccine. What I would say to people who are worried about that is that while these particular vaccines are new, the concepts behind them are not new and they've actually been studied for a long time. Like, for example, 
the mRNA vaccines have been in development since the 1990s and really it was a technology looking for an application <laughs> and COVID pandemic has brought the application forward so that they can the research that's been going on for ages can be put to clinical use in translational medicine. So when we design vaccines, we anticipate theoretical risks where they exist and we can't anticipate that giving these vaccines to the community of women and men trying to conceive has any theoretical basis of causing problems for them or their children. And for breastfeeding women, we also encourage vaccination because there's no theoretical reason why it would cause a problem. There's no way your baby can catch COVID if you have the vaccine for COVID. And actually it's going to protect not only yourself in later when you do conceive, hopefully, um, in your pregnancy, but it's also going to protect your family members and the vulnerable people in our community, elderly people, and also those who are not able to gain immunity. And there will always, for every vaccine, be some people who have the vaccination but don't generate the intended immune response and don't get the immunity. And that's why the concept of herd immunity becomes really important because the more of us that are unable to catch COVID, the less COVID will be around and the less likely that the vulnerable in our community are going to come into contact with COVID and that's the way that we're going to come out of this pandemic. Lovers Products, advanced intimate moisturiser formulated for you. Medical knowledge meets female know-how. Find your ultimate satisfaction. Safe for conception at loversproducts.com.au. What do so, women need to know before getting this vaccine? So look, a summary of the guidelines, if you want a one-line summary, is that women who are thinking about getting pregnant and who are trying to conceive or who are planning fertility treatment should be vaccinated and they shouldn't be concerned about risks associated with the vaccine in their context. The guidelines for pregnant women who are already pregnant are a little bit more conservative and they are going a little bit differently to the international guidelines, which say that it's safe for pregnant women to be vaccinated and it's safe for women not to be denied the vaccine because they are pregnant. Because Australia is a little bit, I guess, protected at the moment because we don't have all that much COVID floating around, our government and our Ranscog College are just basically fence-sitting for the moment on advice for pregnant women, not because there's any theoretical risk that we can think of that they might have any kind of adverse com consequences from having a vaccine at all. It's merely because the studies that looked at outcomes and particularly side effects uh, for the COVID vaccines excluded pregnant women so there weren't any pregnant women who were studied in the trials of these vaccines and so for women already pregnant the advice at the moment unless the COVID situation changes and there's a whole lot more COVID floating around is just to wait a little while while we see what happens with pregnant women who are being actively vaccinated around the world. To reassure 
everyone listening, it's definitely not because we think the vaccine has any adverse potential for pregnant women. It's just that because women are pregnant, their physiology is a little bit different to if you're not pregnant. And we're just to be sure, to be sure, being very cautious in Australia purely because there's not a lot of COVID around. In situations where there is a lot of COVID around, like for example, in the United Kingdom and in Europe, the recommendation is definitely to vaccinate pregnant women because it's actually particularly bad for a pregnant woman to get COVID compared to somebody else. And so you want to protect them as much as possible. But here, the risks are a little bit different. And so the advice is a little bit different. And what's the advice for men who would be involved in fertility treatment at this time? There is no advice that supports the fact that male fertility is in any way influenced by the COVID vaccine. There's no data on the effect of vaccination against COVID uh, being in any way detrimental, either to fertility or to the man. And therefore, vaccination is definitely recommended for all men who are trying to conceive. And all men who are thinking about donating sperm, really the timing of COVID vaccine administration shouldn't come into it at all. You should definitely be vaccinated. I would also make a point that one way to protect pregnant women is to make sure their partners are vaccinated so that there's a lesser chance of bringing COVID into their household through a close contact. So definitely I would support all men being vaccinated who are thinking about having a baby with their partner and all sperm donors should be vaccinated also. You've touched on there about sperm donors and that would be the same for egg donors? Same for egg donors. Is there any increased risk of miscarriage with the COVID vaccine? No, we don't think there is. So we don't think there's any increased risk of miscarriage following COVID vaccination and we don't think that women who've had miscarriages need to avoid COVID vaccination. So there are some side effects that you might have after a vaccine, just like after For example, if you've ever had a flu vax, you might have a headache, you might feel a bit dehydrated, you might have a feeling that you have a little bit of muscle pain or it might be a little sore where you had the jab at the injection site. But, you know, having serious fevers, having any kind of, you know, serious medical adverse outcome is very, very rare. And by the time we are vaccinated here in Australia, You know, we already have the collective experience of literally hundreds of thousands of people having been vaccinated before us in America, the UK and elsewhere. And so our confidence is actually growing day by day as we see from the experience of others in other countries that this is a safe vaccine. I made a comment earlier that hundreds of thousands of people have been vaccinated. When I was saying that I meant hundreds of thousands of pregnant people, There's actually been 35 million people to date vaccinated around the world. So the actual total number of people vaccinated is huge. And if there was going to be serious adverse consequences of the vaccine, we'd all know about it. I think this also answers the questions about women who are considering delaying fertility treatment. Fertility treatment is a journey and it always takes a while. And for some people, that's a short while. For some people, that's a long while. And also the age you're at when you're thinking about fertility treatment can affect your prognosis. And the later we reach the time where we reach out for help in life, the more precious the time that we have is to us. 
there's no evidence that you need to delay fertility treatment in order to be vaccinated. And my advice would be get your vaccine and get on with it. And what about women who are already pregnant? So if you're already pregnant and you work in a environment where you may be at higher risk of contracting COVID, the advice that I would give is go and see a doctor, have an individual risk assessment and be advised on the pros and cons of being vaccinated and probably the conclusion will be get vaccinated because there's no known increased risk to your pregnancy or to your unborn child from the vaccine. We're always super conservative with pregnant women in terms of new drugs, no matter what they are and vaccines included. Having said that, most vaccines are fine for pregnant women and we give a whole heap of vaccines already to pregnant women. There are a couple of vaccines that you cannot have when you're pregnant and they are live vaccines where live virus is actually injected into your body to provoke what we call an attenuated immune response. So like a mild version of the actual real bug is the vaccine so that we try and give you that so you get an exposure so then you generate an immune response should the real full strength bug come your way. So examples of that are the rubella vaccine and the chickenpox vaccine. So those kind of vaccines we don't give in pregnancy and we know that even those type of vaccines from studies where women have accidentally been given them not knowing that they were pregnant have actually been fine and that we haven't actually seen those theoretical risks of catching a a version of the virus that could cause issues. Uh, It's actually, if you catch chickenpox and you're pregnant, that causes birth defects. If you catch rubella when you're pregnant, that causes birth defects. So the concern is that if you catch a mild version of those things from the vaccine, then could that potentially cause birth defects? We don't know. So we think not, but we're just very, very cautious and careful. Of the vaccines that are used for COVID-19, they are not live vaccines. So we're not worried about catching an attenuated version of COVID from the vaccine. That can't happen. So it's more about the fact that we're just always super conservative with anything in pregnant women. And It would have been great if they had included pregnant women in the safety data trials for these vaccines. They didn't. So we're learning about pregnant women being vaccinated from overseas experience. So far, so good. There haven't been any adverse events. And the likelihood is that in the future, the kind of recommendation will be black and white and everyone should be vaccinated. But just for the time being, the RANSCOG guidelines, the Royal Australian New Zealand College of ONG is ultra conservative and says that in pregnancy it should be on a case-by-case basis rather than rolled out across the board. And that's why it's particularly important to get vaccinated before you get pregnant if you're trying to conceive. So then, you know, there's no shades of grey. It's just do it and you're protected. This also makes me think, we've got an episode that we put out, I think in April last year, I'll put a link to it in the show notes, of vaccines women should get before they get pregnant and we do talk about rubella and chickenpox in there that's probably a good one to listen to if you're you're thinking about getting pregnant and not sure what to do with vaccines that's very true we're all thinking about covid and we can't forget about all the normal stuff that it's important to have on our radar before trying to have a baby fertility treatment or not exactly no matter how you conceive Thank you, Raylia, for that quick rundown. We'll be back to normal episodes next week, but we thought this was something important to kick off our season.
Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Knocked Up. Looking forward to another great year. Join us on Instagram at Knocked Up Podcast and at Dr. Rayleigh Alou, or email us your questions to podcast at womenshealthmelbourne.com.au. <laughs>